Welcome, Supers, back to another Shark Tank Tank Tales. I am so, 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 so hyped up about the person that is sitting to my left, depending how you're watching this. Maybe you're watching it mirrored. I don't know. Maybe this says Rupert instead of Super. Uh, anyway, this episode, we have a special entrepreneur who got to have a very special thing in the tank happen to her, which was, uh, which I have a lot of, of things to break down and ask about that. Um, the, so wherever you are right now, I need some super claps. So, you know, you're riding the bus, you're walking, you're sitting in your office, you're sitting in the, you know, in the, in the, in the bathroom, wherever you're doing, I need some super claps for super Megan Wolfgram. Woo! Welcome, Megan. How are you doing today? Uh, thank you so much. What an introduction. I, I'm doing awesome. Um, I am a lot more excited than Piper here. I'll show you real quick. There's my girl Piper, and that that's the real Piper, and over there is the cardboard cutout. Uh, but I'm just so excited to be here with you. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to have you here for multiple, multiple reasons. Um, so... All right, before we get into all the awesomeness that happened, because I literally just did the reaction video last night for your pitch, which um, was a lot of fun to watch. I'm glad that I took the time to do it, and I didn't shortcut uh, the process and be like, oh, let me just watch it, and then I'll react to it later, because I, I like to get my first or gen, you know, somewhat first opinion, you know, opinion. I might have watched the pitch and you know, years ago at this point and then, and then doing it again. So anyway, what, uh, let, oh man, there's so many things to say. So let's, let's talk about your relationship with Shark Tank first, right? What, um, did, did you, did you like Shark Tank before? Did you watch it all the time religiously a little bit? Did you even know what it was? Cause we've had yeah. people here that didn't even really know what Shark Tank was prior to getting to be on the show. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the show. So, um, you know, the networks might not be super happy with me, but I don't actually have cable television <laughs> at my house. I think that's really common now, though. Like, I've got Netflix. No, I have got Yeah, exactly. But I don't, I don't have. So when I'm watching a show like Shark Tank, honestly, I'm watching it either through Hulu or I'm watching it when it goes into reruns. Um, so I actually am not super current with the show. Of course, now I am. <laughs> But I'm, I'm a fan of the show, and um, you know what's really crazy is I got down the rabbit hole. This is before I even applied to the show. So I went down the rabbit hole, and I was watching, like, Dragon's Den and Shark Tank Australia. <laughs> so I've probably seen, honestly, maybe even more of those versions of the episodes than even the U.S. version. Um, but, yeah, I think the show is, is pretty awesome. That is uh, that is an interesting way. I mean, nobody has really talked to in at least that I can recall on this show about watching those versions of the show. I've had people um, request me to watch those versions of the shows okay. and and react to them, but I I think I've only done like one one or two Australian episodes okay. uh, pitches. Um, but one of them was for the mop, which was a joke, which I didn't know was a joke at the time. Oh no! So, so you reacted yeah, to it like it was real. Yeah, me and Larry <laughs> Roberts were what react, you know, because it was suggested to us. So it's like, oh, okay, let's watch it together and we'll react to it. And you know, it's like this has to be this has to be a joke. But yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I guess it was a joke, but I, it's still a pretty good idea. I don't know. Better than uh, Jimmy 
Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel's uh, horse, oh, horse pants. pants is for horse. Yeah, yeah. I saw horse pants. Yeah, who didn't? <laughs> so you, so you applied for the show. Was it was this your first time applying to the show, or had you applied like multiple years? Um, no, um, this was the first time, and I actually. So we got reached out to by a producer, and it's funny that you say like, "Did you know about the show?" So my customer success manager is also my aunt. All right. We keep it small and in the family here. And so she like sent me this ticket. She's like, Hey, like, I don't even know what this is about, but they're asking about something applying for something. And it was Shark Tank. So she wasn't really aware of Shark Tank. So she, it was like an email form from our website. And so I saw it and I was like, interesting. So I gave the person a call, you know, and we kind of went from there um but yeah so she wasn't aware so she wasn't like shark tank no she was like what is this random thing is it spam should i delete it (laughs) so we were reached out to um in early august and then we were taping by the end of september so it was a whirlwind an absolute whirlwind of a, a like what six week period of time yeah i mean yeah usually does not happen that that quickly or that soon um, from the time you apply to the time that you go through all the hoops and sign all the papers and everything and and then event you know work it have time to like work on your pitch and and mm-hmm. then like guesstimate like because like yeah from what, August to September and then from uh which is what one like a month or six weeks you said yeah total. so so it was like it was like very beginning of August or maybe that first email had come in at the very end of the previous month um but by the time I actually applied it was it was early August and then of course I mean you go whether or not you get reached out to or you apply you go through the same process so there's really kind of no shortcut it's not like they say hey we want you and then you're taping like you still have to go through the whole you know giant application and all of it. And um, we taped, so I actually taped the very last day of taping for the whole season, 13. So that was, it was like right in the nick of time. Wow. That, yeah, no, definitely sound, uh, seems that way. And and then, you know, to, well, what's, what's April? So it's been a little while since you've taped, obviously. So September to now is what, four plus really four so eight months later so that's yeah. i mean that's a long time to be waiting uh and and hopeful that your uh, you know your episode would air or your pitch would air at all right because that's still yeah. a thing yeah there's um, no promise and i was getting more and more terrified because i start i was watching the season and i started to see people who pitched the day that i had pitched and i was like I was like, how many more? Because, you know, you, you're you aware of some of the other people who are there um, mm-hmm. with you the day you're taping. And I, I saw some of them actually go into episodes. And I was like, uh-oh, they're using them. And they're using them. And like, what, wait a minute. <laughs> so uh, I was getting nervous there. I was definitely sweating it out. I, you know, I, I would be too. That that would be something I'd be picking up on and, and noticing. And you know, that actually brings me to a great question. Because I obviously um, – they they film i mean i've I've heard like eight to nine a day some you know maybe even more they go quit you know depending on how quick it goes and Mm -hmm. as we found out with uh the 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 story um oh what's her name that was hiking just two hours prior like it's a you know it's it's a it's a fluid process because of the the access to the people that they have to be on Shark Tank, but one thing that's always stood out to me is is the the wardrobe and syncing up because like I guess it hasn't occurred to me whether or not everyone's wearing the same wardrobe within the same episode, and and I guess I mean if you have that kind of money and team, you could coordinate that like ahead of time, but you don't always know 
what's going to air. And they're not always wearing the same thing. It's I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I, I wondered that myself. Um, and it seems like they probably have – my personal theory is that they probably have, like, um, segments. So it's like, okay, today, you know, we're wearing this. We're, we're shooting this. Because they, they do keep it consistent. You don't see an episode with, like, different sharks. It's If you're, if you're watching one yes. episode of the show, it's the same panel, right? Because they want it start to finish to be that realistic viewpoint. Um, and I haven't noticed, like, wardrobe change or anything like that. So they – they rock it. They do a great job producing that thing. Yeah, well, they do. And the editors and the producers that they have are like world class taking, you know, 45 minute plus to an hour and a half or, or more and, and boiling it down to an eight minute segment is it's it's hard to do. Right. Um, yeah. And so so, you know, huge props to them. So, OK, so you so you find out that you're going to do this. Uh, how how panicked were you when you're like oh i gotta put a pitch together i gotta figure out how much the value is i gotta do all that and i gotta manage my business because like you 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 know you tell it in the in the pitch like hey we're you know we're still we still have people we it's not like you let everybody go and and then you just kind of like it's just you and and maybe like your your aunt in this case (laughs) you know making it work so um how how did you navigate that that time crunch Yeah, I mean, that was pretty intense. And in that period of time, I think one thing that was a benefit for me is I had been selected um, to pitch at what's called the Florida Venture Forum. So it's so I'm based in Florida. We're on the east coast of Florida. So I was already preparing a pitch, a, a pitch deck and questions and valuation and all of that stuff. And that was in I actually went and did that in uh, October. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was like. August, September, October, boom, boom, boom. So I was already sort of in the process of wrapping my head around those types of things. So when Shark Tank opportunity came along, I'm kind of glad that it wasn't a longer process. You know, people have always said, oh, you should apply to the show. And I've thought about it. Like I've dreamed about it. And then I've always been like, my baby's not ready. Like I don't, it's such a, it's such a gamble. And it's so terrifying because like, what if they hate your baby? What if, you know, then you see people walk in there where you're like, I can see that this person lives and breathes this and they get like laughed out of the room. So for me, it was like that, that I'm not worth it. And that like, it's not ready yet that those types of fears and feelings. So I needed the push them reaching out was the push I needed. And then once I was like, this could be a real thing, I only had a couple of weeks to panic about it, which was awesome because I am a worrier. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not get like months. I mean, some people go through the process and it's like almost a year end to end. And uh, I'm, I'm really grateful. And then like the day that I the day that I taped, I was the first one in the tank. Talk about a relief of anxiety. So I knew that I was walking in there first thing. And otherwise, there's an order of go. But, you know, people might be in there for 30 minutes. They might be in there for a couple hours. And that that would have that would have driven me wild having to sit around like waiting. Yeah. Plus, knowing that the sharks might be aggravated by the time. <laughs> By the yeah, time you're like getting who's, to them. Who's just pissed them off? Because I don't want to go after that guy. <laughs> 100%. 100%. So, all right. So, um, all right. So, you, so, and I guess going to back to October, how, how, how tricky was that to know stuff that you couldn't probably divulge? I'm sure I, I would imagine you couldn't divulge, at least not oh, publicly absolutely. during the pitch. Yeah. No. So, I, um, 
so again, kind of a blessing in disguise that I was already going through that. So it was like, okay, yes, I had two big things that I was trying to prepare for at the same time, but I was already preparing my pitch deck and my pitch for the Florida Venture Forum uh, opportunity. And so I just stuck with that. And of course I had taped for the show. But, you know, just because you do or don't make a deal on the show doesn't mean that you're going to close. You have to go through due diligence, all of that stuff. So none of that was really going down the road at that point for me. So it was really easy for me to just say like, okay, maybe that's happened, but that's a real pipeline thing for Swift Pause for the company. So even though I can't disclose it for a bunch of reasons. I also kind of can't disclose it because it's not a, a real thing yet. So I had taped, I kind of knew the outcome, but I was still working through that whole process. So October, when I when I went and I did that other pitch, it was so fresh afterwards that I just walked in there, you know, did the pitch, didn't even didn't even cross my mind that like this other thing is an influence. And I wasn't Another nice thing was that I wasn't raising at the time. So, of course, that would have been challenging. You know, maybe talking to prospective investors or all of that can be get really tricky. Like, oh, I've got this thing that I can't talk about. So because I wasn't actively fundraising, it was a lot easier for me to just pitch and just avoid that and keep the secret. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, I would imagine so, right? You're... Um... You know, because yeah, as you said, there's still due diligence. There's still like contract signing. Have you have you signed your contract? By the way, we closed our deal. So it, I mean, it Woo. did take a long time. Yeah, woohoo! <laughs> it and I'm I am so excited about it. So we, we we closed our deal, but it did take a long time. There's a thorough due diligence process, and I'm if I look if I was a shark, I'd be the same way. You can't, you have to dig into every detail of the business. And that took a long time. And so by the time I inked that paper, I was like the happiest person in the world. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. So, all right. So, uh, preparing for, preparing for the tank. Um, now you, you reached out to me and said, you know, before you you aired, <laughs> like, like I, I, how soon did you find out? Cause I know you only get like, is it two or three weeks prior to airing you get it to find differs. out that it's going? Yeah, it differs. Um, I've heard as short as like a week, but um, I got three weeks notice. Wow. And so, and then what, so it was like two weeks before you aired, you reached, or maybe it was three weeks. I don't rec- quite recall. You, you reached out to me. I was like, oh, Joe, I, 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 I want to come on for an interview. And I'm like, I didn't even have to reach out to you. <laughs> You were one of the first resources. So when I found out that I was going to probably be flying out there to tape for the show, um, so through that application process, I did a couple things. I got a Hulu subscription and I binge watched the whole of the previous season. <laughs> I wanted to, I really wanted to brush up, and I knew that like what I had been watching was older um, stuff. And then I watched a ton. Of your, I mean, I mean a ton of your videos, <laughs> probably not even proud about how much time I spent on YouTube, like late at night after I had been in the office all day, just like trying to learn as much as I could. And so, yeah, you're like one of the first people I reached out to. I was like, I want to go and interview with this guy because he helped me prepare. <laughs> he doesn't Aww. know it, but he helped me prepare. <laughs> so you're the, so you're the second person that's told that that that's that's happened with so far that that like you know they watch the channel to, in order to help prepare themselves for going on the show and um which is i i i don't want to spoil it because i haven't put your your reaction video out yet it'll probably maybe um <clears throat> 
certain copyright bots would get off my back uh it would be ready to go <laughs> later today i'll probably post it um but you know uh let's let's get into the tank first though and and then sure. and we'll we'll go from there but yeah I, I i just it's an honor to get to to you know teach and and learn too right because like i make mistakes and and obviously if you watch enough of my videos you know that i've made some dumb mistakes <laughs> in these videos because they are raw they are genuine i'm not editing it i'm not like oh let's pause the video go do a quick google search and like sometimes i get the valuation wrong i mean you went in with two hundred and forty thousand for six percent which yes. i i i because of the time crunch in which i had the, the i told you before i i had to go coach a soccer game right after i did the video so i didn't have time to like pause the video and go do the math on like what 240,000 but I, I have an idea you know I had an idea it, yeah. it's a lot it's still a lot right it is. um and my accountant was pissed at me by the way he was like <laughs> can you please make that a round number <laughs> so I, I I'll make it a round number 6.6 percent <laughs> for 240 <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Um, so, you know, it's, yeah. So anyway, the coming in for, for that valuation, um, which I, I honestly still haven't done the math on, what, what's the it's total a, valuation? It's a 4 million valuation. Four, oh, it's 4 million. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's really, it's only 4 million. It is. It's, oh. It, oh, it's, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I guess it would be 500,000 for 10, like, or ish for 10, you know, mm -hmm. at least get you in the ballpark. So I've been trying to get better at the guessment, but I'll tell you, I've been in a, since I was on vacation the last week, which is why we weren't able to do our yeah. uh, interviews a little sooner. Uh, and I've been, I've been in such a haze since I've gotten back. It's cause I went to Disney world and it's so exhausting at like 10 day. Like we even took a break in the middle. We, we, we drove both ways, which I think, Coming back, we had a much worse time driving back. But it's not that it's the end of the world, but with just bad time. Um, so I've been this haze ever since. So like doing math or like long form concentration things have just been really, really a struggle for me, um, which is why I didn't record your video, which I, I was yeah. planning to in the car on the way back. Oh. Uh, it was because <laughs> I actually had. The, so I did. A, I did. A, I did the preview video with yours. Yes. yes. Um, in it but i didn't do the 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 reaction video and i was planning on doing it the same way where like i mounted my uh it's actually my cell phone camera uh okay. as a webcam and and utilized that because it was stable enough to be in the car and like have the headset but i i ultimately ended up just editing um three review videos that we <laughs> that we have still uh, productive though Oh yeah, oh yeah, but I I was just my brain was so I was you know fried at that point, so it just wasn't going to work for me. So I could edit video. That's I could do that in my sleep at this point. But recording and and not being able to like write the notes and do the things right. while we're driving is it, would, it was going to be tricky. So hey, anyway, having to, having to decompress after a vacation is a legitimate thing. It is. I mean, it's not like we sat on the beach and you know. Uh, <laughs> sipped our drinks and and that was the you know the extent the the hardest thing was picking of the place to go to dinner like it, it was you know disney's a it's it's tough it's 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 exhausting even at a, at a leisurely pace can be exhausting yes. yes um so okay so you so you go in 240 for six yeah. percent um which did you did you feel that that was 
did you have i guess i guess my question is did you go in with the with the room to negotiate because like um, that would be my thought that yeah, you did so, based yeah on this that. is this is something that i actually picked up from you two things and i've seen you oh. say this a number of times no i'm serious i'm dead serious you don't want to go in asking for too little equity because mm-hmm. you know you'll hear them say i don't get out of bed for one percent and you've just sort of killed yourself right there. And the other thing, and I see this more often, um, and, and I've seen you do this a couple times where it's like, you go in asking for too much money. And you hear the sharks say, they're like, I wish you had come in asking for less. Like, I want to help you. I want to be a part of this. But gosh, you're asking for a half a million or asking for, and you don't know the other deals. In, and think about it this way. When they're taping, you don't know the other deals they've made that day. Uh, you don't know the other deals they've made during that string. Like, they probably, I mean, Look, to a degree, they're probably insensitive a little bit. But if you go in asking for a huge chunk of money and there's not a really good reason why, you could work yourself out of getting a deal just by the fact that they're like, oh, I just can't write that big of a – I can't commit to writing that big of a check for this. And I, I've seen that so many times and I've seen you like, man, like that should have been there. They should have come in asking for less and then tried to work around that. So yeah, so those two things I wanted to ask for – um, evaluation that gave them a shark discount <laughs> because I know that they, I've seen them, you walk in asking for, you know, whatever, a hundred thousand for 10% and they say, I want 20%, right? They usually just double. I've It's over and over and over again. They just double what you're asking for. Um, and so I didn't want to go quite double, but I had it in the back of my head where I had been at and I had raised a seed round and I didn't necessarily want um, and that seed round had been the year prior. So, I mean, these were people who came in to Swift Paws during, like, as COVID was starting, we had been out of stock for a year. Like those investors were, those were the, that was the wind under my sails. And we had come a long way from that. So I didn't want to undercut them. So for me going in and that, by the way, that round was at a 2.5 million valuation. So I, I really wanted to give myself negotiating room without edging up too close to now I'm, you know, really undercutting my earliest and most supportive investors. So that that was my strategy. I wanted to go in offering more than 5% of the company because I thought that they would take me more seriously and see that is a big thing on the show, too, is that they say, like, are you just here for the exposure? And good Lord, I was not like I <laughs> wanted to bag a shark and take them home with me. And so I wanted them to see that. I wanted them to see that I was there to get one of them on board. And so I I just, when all the math worked out, 4 million valuation ended up making sense. It was 2.5 multiple of our lifetime revenue. And it was effectively, when the year worked out, it was a little bit, it was a little bit less than a 4X of our of our annual, so for that year. Um, and so I, I felt like that was fair. And uh, I mean, obviously, obviously it worked out for me, but that was my strategy going in. Yeah, yeah. I, no, and, that, and that's a great strategy to have because, like, you know, when you when you said, you know, I own, the, you know, if everything converted today, be six, I own 63%, which is not terrible, but not great either in the grand right. scheme of things especially when you start talking to a shark it's like well i could do this but i need 20 percent <laughs> like great <laughs> hooray <laughs> I, I you know hopefully it all works out because if it doesn't like i'm i'm not gonna own much of the company at that point and probably need to raise more money and you know and and go from there so um 
so yeah, so I no, I, I think the you know, I think I think the strategy paid off and that and again, I, I, I mean I hammer it more often than not about the money. You know, don't don't go in it, you know, if you're going for half a million dollars, like that's a lot of and you're and you're not asking for to give up, you know, a large chunk of the uh, of it. Um I you know, I would have I'm glad that that nobody saw and was like, oh, well, you know, I'll do this for two two forty for twenty percent or something like that. Because, yeah, that just would not. I mean, look, I always err on the side of you still got to do due diligence and you still got to like anything could happen. I've seen yeah. the 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 structures change on deals after the fact, yeah. um, and I, mean, I can't say who or what or where, but sure. You know, you're at least you're at that point, you're, you know, you're connected to a shark. So I think it's always best to go in, like trying to get a deal um, because things can change. Things can fall through. And worst case scenario, at least America saw that you walked out with a deal. Right. Like with worst case, I mean, it's still better to be on the show than not being on the show and, and, and better that, you know, and all that. But, you know, at least then um, the, the perception of like, you got a deal is there for majority of the people who aren't digging deep into, you know, a year later, two years later and whether or not it worked out. So, um, were you, how were you feeling when you were walking down the hallway? Like, were you, were you pumped? Were you nervous? I mean, you had, obviously you had your dog with you. So I was so ready. And I would, the only thing I was trying not to do was have Piper run over the poor cameraman. Who was you know walking backwards? So so right before um, I went on, we got like a five minute walk through just to you know there's no sharks out there. There's they're just setting up, but we got to go out and just check the set. And for me, I was I wasn't nervous at all. I probably should have been, but I wasn't nervous at all. Like walking into the tank, I was like, let's do this. Like I'm so ready to show them what I've done here. But I I was I just had to make sure that it was going to go well because Swift Pause is, is primarily an outdoor activity. And so we, you know, you saw it. It's all the whole thing was like AstroTurf and I got like a premium AstroTurf to lay down. I wanted to make sure that that was solid, that my setup was solid, that the thing turned on and ran like did somebody put a battery in it because you don't you don't necessarily get to set up the set yourself. And for me, I'm a very hands-on founder. And for me to have to go out there and like run a course that I didn't set up. So like, I was like, no, I got I got to turn this on, make sure it works, make sure the, the corners are right. Everything is solid because my best friend is going to be out there running her heart out and I need that to go well. Um, so during that little five minute preview, she of course sees that it's out there. And so then we're standing there waiting to go into the tank, you know, before the first pair of doors open. And as soon as those doors open, she like lunges, like she is ready to go. That's her fate. Swift pause is her favorite thing in the world. So I am trying to like not choke my dog, right? Like I'm trying to like hold her back. (laughs) She is just trying to run down that hallway. And I'm like, please don't run over the cameraman. Please don't run. (laughs) So then we get out there. And they show, they put out like a press photo and it's like me standing there smiling at the sharks. And then Piper is like looking straight down at the, at the machine. (laughs) So yeah, that's the only thing going through my head walking down that hallway. It was like, please don't run over this cameraman. (laughs) So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to watch this because I didn't, because of the time constraints I was under, I just went straight to like, where can I start this video and, and go from there. Um, so I, I will have to, I wonder if I can, pull, well, you know, while, while I get you talking about the next thing, I'll try to pull it up here. Uh, uh, you'll so can, you'll see it. Now that I've told you, you can't unsee it. 
So okay, so that's um, that is an interesting take on on being nervous walking down, uh, you know, and on top of the the burden and weight of the 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 and the gravity of the situation that you're walking into, worrying worrying about whether or not this camera guy is going to get knocked over, uh, or you're going to get pulled, you know, yanked down, uh, or anything like that. And and look, that's a a very um heads up move to want to make sure that it works because once the, we all know once the cameras are on it's on and like whatever happens is going to happen and we don't want that to see now when you uh when you were out there you gave all the sharks the or the i guess they already had them the remotes in front of them so so is, is that so is that like a, a feature you can have multiple remotes paired to to the device or is that not like some even, TV magic? Not even close. That's a, what do they say? It's a feature, not a bug. So oh, <laughs> so I mean, look, it's it's extremely unlikely that somebody's going to have more than one of our unit or more than one controller. I mean, it's a usually you have one and you run it in your own backyard. Um, so they're not like keyed or paired or anything. So like every remote is universal. Oh. Yeah. So like every remote okay. can run every unit. Um, and so, you know, my thought was, is that, you know, the sharks are very savvy people and um, they are probably very good at listening. So I was like, I'll give them each remote and then I'll tell them that to only use it one at a time. That totally didn't work out. <laughs> they were like kids in a candy store fighting over. So only one remote will actively take control at a time. So they were fighting over whose remote was going to have control. That was hilarious like I, I think i think I, I asked damon if he wanted to try it so he did and then at one point then then like he started and then somebody else wanted to try it and then it just went haywire with them all fighting so so that uh yeah they definitely um i was trying to find the video here oh, okay. uh, so, no they just so, they just uh, went crazy fighting over so so then like um yeah, so then Robert's remote got control for a while. Then Lori wanted to have control, and then and then like at one point, like Mark had control, but I don't think he knew he had control. <laughs> and then finally, I, so so finally, they realized that if they had control and they just like floored it, that they would keep control. And so that's when Kevin he floored the thing. He and he's like, I got, I've got the controller. <laughs> And that's when you see the the rest of them. They're like, "Oh, come on! Like, let the dog catch it," you know, because that that catching the flag is a huge rewarding part of the fun. That's like, like, look, I don't necessarily condone like playing with laser pointers because it can cause things like you know mental anxiety and and certain type of neurotic behavior because there's there's nothing there. There's no real physical reward with swift paws and with um, this type of activity. Catching that flag is a huge part of the game. And so finally, he's like, "I'll stop it now." And then Piper, of course, catches it and it's touchdown. Yeah, that was it. Was pandemonium when I told I had debated. I was like, "Do I give them live remotes or not?" And I was like, "No, I should. They can handle it. They they did okay, but man, they were." <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you give them an opportunity to play place with something, and or, or you know, drink something, try something. They're gonna, they're gonna do. It. I mean, that's part of the, that's part of what they signed up for. Uh, oh, so you found the clip. Okay, I did find the. Yeah. So let me. Uh, I don't know if the. Let me mute it because there's no, there's no reason for the audio to to have to go through. Um, yeah. and we'll play it back at like two times speed just in case. But you can kind of. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. You were really holding. <laughs> And they didn't show much of it. Now look at her, no. look at her stare at the machine. I'll go back. <laughs> so this is at this is at one x speed. 
Yeah. I mean, she, you you definitely seem like you're holding her back. And she is like losing traction on the wood floor. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you know, I don't think I noticed that before. Um, the amount of uh, astroturf that you actually did put down to make it, you know, to make it work. Did you have the dimensions ahead of time, or did you have to like overbuy and then no, whatever? So- so um, that's one thing that I think, you know, the, the show, the network, the producers, they're all really good. Like they, they want you to succeed. So I was talking back and forth with them and I was like, okay, if I come on the show, we have to do a live demo, but I can't, I can't run on car. I can't run on that like carpet, you know, that rug that they have. I can't run oh, on yeah. hardwood floor like this. It has to be safe for the dog. And so we were talking about like, do they have AstroTurf? And ultimately I just, I literally bought premium athletic grade astroturf with like like shock absorbent cushioning and infill and the whole deal because I wasn't going to run my dog on a surface that wasn't going to be safe and I yeah. um, I think what you see there's like a 30 by 40 space which is probably the smallest I would ever want to run in <laughs> with with my dog because she's a big and fast dog if you have like a little chihuahua like they could have a great time in that space but for that and then you see like they did they did a brilliant job setting it up like they are they are on it. You know, I said, look, it's important. That can't slip. That has to be really secure to the floor. The the pulleys and the unit have to be secure. And they they did an awesome job of putting it together. You see, they, they like molded it around the front and it looked really, yeah. really good. Yeah, no, it, it definitely, it definitely did. So, so, so they, oh, so they told you what size to buy and then. They, they said, they said that this was the max size and I just kind of like got to, to fill that and then they literally like I think they cut it to trim it around that like curve in front of the sharks like they yeah they went yeah, all out what, yeah, it was it looks, awesome looks like it um I don't have like my normal controls here uh to be able to just go back like a little here we go um so is the uh, oh I guess it was just after this yeah it, at some point you see it like probably when they're showing Piper there we around. go that, yeah, yeah yeah so they cut yeah, they did yeah that's that's that looks really good they did a great good ding 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 great job <laughs> good job Shark great job team <laughs> yeah they did it they did it um hopefully hopefully this video doesn't get flagged for, <laughs> flagged for uh copyright uh material hopefully i oh god i hope not all right i'll, I'll fix it if it's not but anyway um so so okay, so a couple of questions about the product itself before we yeah. get into, uh, you know, what the sharks and you know takes were on it. Um, so, how much of a pain in the butt is this to set up? Because when I first saw, and I think, and you, if you watch, you probably watched the preview video. Uh, you know, that was my first thought. Was like, wow, this seems like it might be a headache to set up. And and can you speak to that? Because yeah, absolutely. It's four, you know, it's four bases, and you were saying that they needed to be secured. To, so they where you have like usually like stakes to the ground, I guess. Yep. So the the pulleys themselves in the main unit, they have a tether, a paracord tether, and then you can anchor it via the tether. The tether is really important because think about it. You've got this like one pound object out there. And if your dog comes in at full speed and runs into it, the tethers allow it to like move out of the way. So it's on this string system. It's like, think of it like a glorified clothesline pulley, right? So instead of that pulley being anchored directly to the ground where it's like a, you know, a dog could like run into it and stub their toe. So that if they actually come into contact with it, it moves out of the way and then the tension usually brings it back into position. So you do, you, we have like little tent stakes that the kit comes with. It is 
not Ikea level difficult to set up. Okay. But it does require some assembly. So you've got to, so if you see out here, like where we're standing is right at the main unit. That's the motorized pulley. The other three pulleys out there, which that's what you get with the base kit. You get three pulleys in the main unit. So you can make any square or rectangle. Those are wherever you want a corner. So you can decide to go out further, in shorter, wherever you want to turn, you can buy extra pulleys. So when you're planning a course, you get out there, you walk around, you put a pulley where you want a corner, then you run the string around and those pulleys in the unit, they open up the lid. So you just hook the string behind the pulley and then snap it back shut. And then you get to the end, you tie Mm -hmm. the two ends together, tie your flag on and you're ready to go. Um, I can set up a course in like three to five minutes, but like the average person the first time, they're going to take 20 to 30 minutes to fully figure it out, set it up, run it without the dog first, get a good feel for it, then bring your dog out. And then before you know it, you're going to be like your neighborhood's like favorite person and everybody's going to be begging you to bring their dogs over. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and was, so that was my, I think um, on your website, it said like, oh, you can tire your dog out in two minutes. I was like, yeah, but it's going to take me like 20, 30 minutes to get this together. <laughs> the first time, yes. But also, I mean, there's people who, look, don't, uh, don't leave it up and try to mow your lawn, obviously. Mm. But there's people who leave like the pulleys and the bases out and then um, like the main unit and the controller, they have electric electronics in them, please bring them inside. But if it's all set up, ready to go, you bring it outside and you have to charge the battery anyway. So bring it in, charge the battery, bring it out, hook it onto the string and you're ready to run again. Um, and so pe- mm. people have done that as well. So they'll, and my dog, I can't do that with Piper because if it's set up in my front yard, which is usually where I do it at home, she will not leave the front door until she sees me take it down, put it in the bag <laughs> and put it back into the closet where it belongs. <laughs> It's a, it's incredible how much dogs know, like, are, are, are that well, I guess, trained in habit to know things like that. Yeah. Um, little things like that. But, uh, no, that, I mean, that, that's awesome. So I know, so some of the feedback, and it's, it's funny because in the reaction, obviously you haven't watched it because it's not out yet, but, um, I talk, I, you know, pretty early on talk about like, man, like if you could get this down to like $199 to, to or 200 <laughs> to, to $300. And then literally they're like, well, I was yeah, going to say, you we, nailed how it. Do we do that? <laughs> how do we do that? And it's like, but, but, but even just looking at your cost, uh, you know, at the time, which I'm hopefully is, is less at this point, um, is 130, you know, was $135. It's like, okay. So if you get that halved, yeah. then you can, and you get, you can get to that. 200 250 you know base range and then uh, you know my my idea was like well could could you just do like two like one out and then the, the you know then your base station you know the yeah. um what, what do you call it the motor the motor yeah the main unit or the motor unit. the main you, unit yeah, yeah. so like so it's just going back and forth yeah and the, i mean the obviously about, it's not gonna be as much fun for the dog because they're just <laughs> trying to track it you know well that that, that straight way. line you don't you don't want to run a dog like at a 180 think about like the pressure on their joints when they're making the turn so you want your corners to always be 90 degrees or or bigger um however that straight line is absolutely used because they do the, the sport that's called fast cat it's a straight line they don't run back and forth but they run from point A to point B and they clock them and they, they convert it to miles per hour and then they rank them by breed. It's, it's, it's a really exciting sport and that's an all breed sport. So what people are doing at home is they're setting up exactly like you said, main unit here, one pulley over there, and they're running the dog down and then letting them catch it at, for practice. And so for us, like, yes, uh, we're, we are already on it. We've been on it since like last year even. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you know, that's my, and I wasn't lying when I, I think I told Robert that 199 is my target price. hundred percent. There's two big things that we are trying to do right now. One is redesign the pulley. The pulley that we made is a professional grade pulley. We didn't have budget to do molds for do different pulleys. So we already built a professional grade machine and we already built that pulley. So when we did the tooling for that, we just went with the one pulley. Now those pulleys cost us over $10 a piece to make. And there's, yeah. And there's three to five pulleys in every kit, but, but commercial grade pulleys easily sell for 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, $90 per pulley. Now that's not what ours sell for, but that's the, that's the going rate in the industry. So the commercial pulley, we nailed it. It's awesome. It's durable. It's overkill for the home pulley. So we're redesigning the pulley for home use. It doesn't need to be quite that big. It doesn't, you know, there, there's a number of things. We're not going to compromise on a few things, safety and quality, but I guarantee you that we can get the cost down dramatically for everything for the home uh, backyard version. And the other thing is that control handle, which I adore, it's got the little shape of the dog on it. Yes. So that controller has electronics in it. Like it's not cheap to make that control handle. So we are actually, I, as a Christmas present, one of my engineering resources sent me the prototype for an app. So it's just a simple app that controls it. So for the base model, you'll have the free app to control it from your phone. And then if you want the handheld controller, you'll be able to add it on. Just those two changes alone, I think I can bring my cogs down to less than $80. Woo! That yeah. is awesome to hear. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's there's definitely something. I mean, when you look at like, um, uh, what was it? Uh, DJI did it with the drones. They like stopped including the, the controller in the box for a little while there with the low-end models. And you you could buy the controller. Mm-hmm. Uh so so it's like oh you could control from your phone like you know if you want that you know to be able to do it like that um or you could you know get the you know pay extra for you know the remote uh the control uh separately which i think was like yeah. the the dji spark was the one that you had to buy the remote control uh separately for but you know it, it look it's little things like that that you you get you get to a base model that enables people to be able to now i did see when i was looking on your website you have the pulleys um the prototype pulley oh the the prototype line winder <laughs> oh line winder oh, okay is that <laughs> okay, what the, so right, i knew it was once you once you get the kit when when you get the kit you get like a kite you know like a kite string winder very manual Mm -hmm. that's what comes with it so imagine taking 250 feet of line every day and trying to wind it up by hand that's a lot hands hurt thinking about that (laughs) i've done it thousands of times literally thousands of i've been doing this for 10 years i've done that thousands of times and i am um i'm a trooper i don't mind hard work and so like i'd never i kind of thought about it but i'd never really thought about i was like this is just a part of this activity and then again one of my engineering resources um he's in huntsville alabama shout out so he (laughs) conduction technologies so he what he did is he was like i never he had he had to do it to test. We were working on like the electronics. He was doing my rebuild of my circuit boards in uh, 2019, 2020. And so like early 2020. So he was having to test in his backyard and he wound it up by hand one time and got to work on a line winder. <laughs> he was like, no. So that was, so then he said, look, like we need to put this thing out there. So what it does is it snaps. So like when you lift, open the lid to the motorized pulley, it snaps onto the wheel. And then you go into wind mode, which is a slower mode. Then you just hook it on and you use the controller and it winds it up like 
genius. <laughs> That's why, you know, it's so important for uh, the people who make things to use things, right? Um, yes. We Like, we see this with uh, Disney's apparently been accused quite a bit with this, where, like, upper management is not going into the... And I'm gonna, probably going to do a whole video just on Disney and, and oh, the experience nice. and yeah. all that. Like, because that's one of my... It's one of my Zen places because of all the operations and the systems and the processes and oh, yeah. things that become magical. Um, yes. Is it's, it's one of those things for me. So, uh, but just, you know, having it be so app-based and then all these developers and all these people, they're not apparently going into the parks and actually using the app that they're creating. They're just going to universal because that's where they rather go. <laughs> um, but I can say the same thing about, um, so we, we have a Chrysler Pacifica here and yeah. there's like so many little like bugs and things where it's like, mm. it, it doesn't take a quality assurance person to figure, like figure this out. It takes somebody who actually owns the vehicle to know that like after about eight starts, this, you're going to have to reboot your radio or you're going to have to yeah. reboot one of the fire sticks that are behind you because of course you will. They're, they're, they're cheap Amazon fire sticks. I mean, they sell these things for like 15 bucks right. with a processor and everything, like everything <laughs> all in HDMI uh, certification and all. So the, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like it, when you pull up um, at, you know, to the, to the place where they make the software and they make things like, do you see any of the car that they're making? It's like one of the reasons like Tesla has, no, like as less issues so, at least software wise mm -hmm. because when you pull up there it's like what's everybody driving tesla so they know what the problems are because they yeah. are firsthand experiencing them and they know how to go about fixing them right they're so, living it yeah exactly versus like well somebody else is gonna you know maybe it were it works for now but who knows like you know, maybe after 20, you know, startups, you'll have to like reboot it, hard reboot it. And which is kind of a pain because you can't yeah. see the screens from the front seat while you're oh, trying to do it. Man. It's yeah, it's one of those things. So uh, and you're trying to explain it to like, a you know, a three, a four year old, like, OK, like click here, here, <laughs> here, 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 here. Oh. six, you know, six clicks in. You can hit the, re, you know, restart. And it's like, all right, well, otherwise I'm sitting there with like my phone, like using it as like a mirror and, and the controller, you know, backwards trying to get it to. Yeah, I've, oh, I could go on and on about it. But anyway, uh, yeah, shout out to developers and engineers that actually you do the things and then realize, oh, yeah, I could definitely do this better. That um I, and that wasn't that expensive either. I don't think for the prototype one, it was like forty no. bucks. Or yeah, I think we're selling it for like I think it's like thirty or forty bucks. And yeah, uh, like but it's but it's three D no printed, brainer. okay? So it's not. Oh boy, <laughs> it's three. But but here's the thing: we promise that if you buy the prototype when we get them into production, which we'd like to do probably in the next twelve months, that we'll send you a production version as well. Woo, so, uh, <laughs> that, and that's so worth. I mean, the time it would save. Yeah. Um, especially as somebody who only, you know, has one dog that's going to do this versus mm -hmm. like, if I, I mean, if I had two or three or four dogs, like this is a no brainer. Makes right? a lot like, more sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that one dog is like, well, this might take me 20 minutes. Maybe I get good. And it takes like five, you know, five yeah. minutes or so to set up. Um, but yeah, so, it, so I, I totally get it. And for the, the, the niche of not just. You know, you, you mentioned like, oh, pet the pet industry, which I'm surprised they didn't roast you on unless they did and they <laughs> cut it. You know, when you were like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a billion dollar industry. It's like, well, yeah, yeah of course, of course, pets yeah. is a so billion dollar industry. They, they didn't like, roast me on that. But the crazy thing is, is like I didn't 
So that's not even my, I, I have this whole thing where like I boil it down and I kind of like somebody else jumped in and you know, it's, it's crazy in there. You have like a question after question and you don't get to really like finish your whole thought. So it's funny because what they show there was really organic. Like I say that and then they see, and then it moves on. And my favorite thing is, is I boil that down because as a part of that, it's like, yeah, but most of that's spent on food and veterinary, you know, hundred percent. So when you boil it down though, 25 million pet owners, specifically dog owners, admit to celebrating their dog's birthday every year. And that's Swift Paws target mark. If you're throwing your dog a birthday party, like you're probably our target customer. That's right there. But I didn't, I didn't get there. I didn't get to tell them that. And that's one of my regrets was I didn't get to tell them that. (laughs) No, I, speaking, speaking of that, I, so the other question I had was about the pro version. Cause in the beginning you talked about a pro version, but like, that's not on your website, at least that I could find. Is there swiftpawspro.com or yeah you make a good point so the the prograde version you can find information on the website we don't sell it direct you can't like order it directly from the website and the the reasoning behind that is that the professional grade uh market for this oftentimes even if somebody had the budget and and wanted to buy it you've got to be so much more educated about the product the biggest safety feature with a professional grade lower coursing machine is the operator and I firmly believe that unless you have knowledge or are gaining the knowledge or are already using professional grade equipment, you probably need to go and do research and spend time um, educating yourself and getting training before you go in and buy what is like a you know Lamborghini. I don't know. I'm not a car person. But if you're going to buy like a race ready something, you should probably have been in the driver's seat a couple of times. Um so we do that intentionally. I want to, right now, I personally um, talk with everybody who is interested in professional grade equipment. I make sure I know what their needs are, what their experience level is. And now that we have a Swift Paws Home Plus version, most of your doggy daycares, independent dog trainers, those type of pet industry professionals can make great use of the Home Plus, which has a ton of built-in safety features that with the professional grade piece of equipment, it is so high torque, so powerful. I mean, it can run courses of up to and over a thousand feet long at speeds of up wow. to 65 miles an hour. That sucker is a beast. Not, and that's, that's the, that's the pro version. <laughs> that's the, that's the pro version. And, and wow. for us, okay. That, I, get, I, I get it is, now. Okay. That's entry level for, for professional lure coursing. So lure coursing is a sport specifically for sight hounds and traditional lure coursing. They run, I, I'm saying my machine can do a thousand feet. They run a thousand yards. They run 3000. My machine can't do that. And that's okay. I'm not trying to build a machine to compete with that. They, what they do, what they build. Those are amazing pieces of equipment. What my pro-grade machine is for is the all-breed lower coursing sports. Those are fast cat. That's a 100-yard dash, dash. That's only 300 feet. Then you have to do the return. We're talking, you know, maybe 750 feet of line. Same thing with um, some of the other all-breed sports. So I'm that's my niche is all-breed because the people who have been doing this, this has been around since the 70s. The people who have been doing this for that long, they've got it dialed in. They've got those beefy motors. Like, they know how to, how to run it and the power that they need to run it but that's overkill for the smaller all breed stuff which is in turn overkill for your backyard 
<laughs> no, I, 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 so I, so I, well, I mean, the thing that comes to mind is the the greyhound racing. Is that still a thing in Florida? I know in Florida it was legal. No, we 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 voted it out. So um, Florida, as a collective, voted to end greyhound racing. So yeah, and that's the thing is people naturally think of oh well, the greyhounds they're chasing a bunny and lure coursing as a sport is a similar concept, right? The dogs are are chasing after prey, but in the sport of lure coursing, and I am not an expert. One of the things that I would love to do sometime is start to interview people who are subject matter experts in lure coursing myself. Um, So what lure coursing is as a sport, though, is it's a a brace or a trio. It's a couple of dogs of the same breed. So it's not just greyhounds. It could be, you know, Afghan hounds or whippets or there's a there's a bunch of different breeds that are sight hounds and they will race head to head and they're pursuing that bunny. But it's not an oval track. It's it's basically a, a big, long course that makes multiple turns. And there's a judge and that judge is judging based on a set of criteria, not just who's in who's in the lead. Right. There's a whole bunch of criteria, follow and, and chase and all of that drive that how which dog actually comes out on top. And, uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean the first dog in at the finish line. And so with Greyhound racing on an oval track, it's very much first, second, third. But with lure coursing, it's more about the dog's desire and determination and who is going to be the top dog when it comes to effectively what would be hunting. Now, lure coursing is only, they're only chasing after fake prey, right? originally this would be going back to when people were going out with their dogs and hunting. Um, but this is a, a much friendlier way to get that dog's energy and, and drive out. Right. Right. No. I, so, yeah, I mean, I know there was a lot of controversy, con- controversy. It's one of those words. I can't <laughs> say. Gotcha. Yes. You can go. Oh, hi Riley. <laughs> She's just right here. So I knew uh, you, you had I knew you had a dog because I watched one of your episodes with another dog product on Shark Tank and you mentioned that you got a golden retriever. So I'm glad that I got to meet <laughs> her here. Hi oh she's adorable. Hi, Riley. Oh. <laughs> Usually you can't get up on I don't want you on my lap, but it's okay. Uh, you're making an exception so. for Swift Pies. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um I don't remember what I was gonna say now. Dog interruptions are the best interruptions, but I heard I heard somebody say, "Can Riley go outside?" So it sounds like you can go yeah, outside. Yeah, it's, it's Ava. Ava, you want to say it... hi? Say hi. 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 I've got my puppy here too. This is Miss Piper. She's sleeping. Oh, not quite. She's napping. That's Miss Piper. Is the is the dog's name? Oh. All right, you can go let her out. She wanted to go outside. Yeah. All right, go let her out. <laughs> All right, she was ringing the bell. That's good. Oh, you have let her, her trained. Go let her out. No. Call her. Call her. <laughs> all right, all right, go. Or she can just stay here. All right. Anyway, um, oh goodness, where was I? Um, okay. So the 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 pro version, yeah. So I mean, I, that makes a lot of sense then to to either make it mm-hmm. like a separate thing, or I like I said, I couldn't easily find it there, which, um. I mean, to, to, you know, because I, I, a lot of times I think we throw around the the, the word pro uh, yeah. too much, th- like thanks to Apple and thanks to like GoPro and all these other yeah. companies that like to throw the word pro around when it's like it's not actually a pro device like at all, like or what you would maybe think is a, what should be pro versus like the home, you know, the home device. 
So, mm-hmm. oh, she's, she got you got a toy for. Her? Yeah. There you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, careful! She's gonna knock you down. She's gonna oh, knock you down. All right, there's nothing Just like a bribe. No, no, no. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah. So that 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 uh that that when you were describing the difference uh at that level, yeah, totally, totally makes sense. Yeah, and and I don't necessarily so, want oh. somebody accidentally purchasing one, and then it's like way too much for their backyard. So I would rather have the conversation up front, and then find the right piece of equipment for them, then have somebody. And it's it's expensive. I mean, our professional grade kit is like two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars right now. So that's way more than our, and that is even so like hardcore lower coursing equipment is like four mm-hmm. to seven thousand dollars by the time you put all the pieces parts that you need together to run it. This is not a and cheap obviously, sport. <laughs> well, yeah, but obviously there's always there's a butt for every seat. So there's people that are going to be like, I have the month the two thousand. Why would I not buy the pro one yeah. for the sake of getting the pro? I mean, th- thinking that it's like a beefier version or a slightly faster version of the home one, and mm-hmm. then because we've been trained to think like, oh, pro just means like it's a little bit faster, it's a little bit this, it's a little bit that, but like, yeah. no, that's yeah. That's serious. That's the plus. That's the plus, and everybody should buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, digging into the sharks, did you go? Did you have a shark in mind that you wanted uh, out of the gate to to work with? Yeah, I mean, so I found out who my panel was a couple days before I went out to tape, um, and so I had researched who was going to be on that whole season. But there were guest sharks, and there was a whole right. So you don't know exactly who you're going to get. Once I learned who my panel was, I thought that there were three most likely sharks, and those sharks were Damon, Lori, and Robert. Um, just because, you know, I know both Damon and Robert are dog people, thought probably Robert was the most likely, and Lori, of course, I mean, we have IP. It's This is a product that's like a, a consumer product, and I wasn't sure if she would be super interested just because it's not... It's, it's a slightly higher price point. It is a premium product and it is a niche. And I know that Lori likes stuff that has huge appeal. So I was like, I would absolutely love that. But I thought that those were the three most likely. Um, and I, but you know, I, my mindset going in was if I could do a deal with any single one of the five of them, they could bring value to the table. Um, and people are like, oh, you know, they have their, their thoughts and their opinions on, of course, who they think is the best shark or this or that. But the reason they're sitting in those seats is that they have proven their success over pretty much every industry known to man. So I was like, nah, if I, if I can get a deal with any of these sharks that I can say yes to Swift pause is going to be better off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I could not agree more. Uh, I, I think that it's, you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, like I said earlier, like, they have to do due diligence, right? Like the deal could change. I mean, I, I've seen very early on, um, and I'm supposed to have her on at some point. Uh, actually, I think she lives probably down in your neck of the woods, down in down in the Florida area now. Um, her deal fell through because because the deal wanted to, they wanted to not she but the shark wanted the deal to change, and a mm-hmm. lot of time had passed at that point, and some things had happened, and it's like, yeah, no, we're not we're not doing doing that. Yeah. Like we're not going yeah. down that road. So. Um, and, and we've seen it with other, I think there was another one and I haven't interviewed this person, but, um, where they, one of the sharks wanted like, uh, they're like, oh yeah, I, I know I said I would take like 25%, but I actually want like 50. Like, let's, oh, wow. let's go. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's like, well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the game change. You know, that's different. <laughs> that's a very yeah. different and, situation. And I think it- 
what comes out in the wash too, and I think this has evolved over time, right? In the earlier years of the show, I think it was different than it is today. But at this point, the sharks are so like, they're so well-versed. Like they've done this so many times at this point that they know. So I think that once you go through due diligence, like they might look at something and say, okay, this doesn't make sense anymore. or This does make sense. And I've I've had, when you, when you finally get to tell people, so when I had that three weeks notice and I finally got to tell the world that we were going to be airing on Shark Tank, everybody I know who knows somebody else who had been on Shark Tank was like, let me connect you. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. <laughs> I actually oh, I got to talk that. with it, it's really awesome. There's like a whole community. So, you know, people that I know were like, oh, I have a friend who went on Shark Tank in season six. And I have. And so I got to talk with a number of people who'd been on the show. And you're right. Those experiences vary. Some did the exact deal they, they got on the show. Some didn't get a deal, but ended up raising like on a better valuation outside of Shark Tank after airing. And some, you know, either didn't the deal didn't fall, didn't go through, it fell through, or it just changed dramatically. And that was either because the entrepreneur asked for it or the shark asked for it. So it is as varied as there are people in businesses in the world, <laughs> there are varied deals. <laughs> 100%. So speaking of deals, <laughs> I, you know, I was cheering so loudly uh, when, when Lori decided to offer her golden ticket but before we get to like that part of it, the groans was that ex- is that is there an extended cut of that that we didn't get to see because that seems so it seems so petty and dumb like I mean when you see the well I haven't shown you the um the uh, the thumbnail yet but when you see it it's yeah. it's Mark Cuban in his chair looking oh, up going, saying oh. Uh-huh. I don't know if, she said, if he says "Oh Lord" or "Oh Lori," I wrote "Oh Lord," but because okay. I, I can't, I you I can't remember. really tell in the audio. But and I went back like three times, like listen, I can't tell, um, with, even with headphones on. So, uh, but the, were those gro- like was that was that like was that real? Was that were they really groaning? That's a really good question. So I had so in my watching of the previous season, I had seen Lori offer somebody else the golden ticket and a similar reaction, right? The other sharks are like, oh, and what, I think somebody was like, I've got a magic pen that you can like, you know, they're all I think the purpose there is, you know, again, this is kind of my hunch is that Lori wants to bring like an element of every entrepreneur. Okay, so right, other other shows, AGT, whatever, they all want the the golden buzzer, the golden this, the, and so I think Lori's point is she wants to bring an element of every entrepreneur walking into that tank wants her golden ticket. And it kind of brings like an element of being special. Now, I think the other sharks are probably a little jealous that they didn't think of this little token because I don't, I'm not, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, yeah, the the whole envy thing there, not cute. But but I don't think it was, I don't think it's a shark tank thing because the other sharks don't have that element. It, it's Lori's golden ticket. And, uh, and she's really running with it. And for me, it's like I, I, the fact that when she pulled it out, I should have probably been smiling, but instead I was like mouth agape, total shock. I didn't for a second. When I saw that, I think it was like super cubes that I saw get the, the golden ticket. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I was yeah, like, man, that's so, so cool. Man, that, that, that exists. Like, whoa, that's awesome. And I was like, that'll never happen. I just dismissed it completely. I was like, there's no way. So when she starts talking to me, honestly, she was being so sweet. And Mark had just been so sweet. And then he was like, I'm out. So I was like, oh, God, Lori's going out. Like, I, She's always and, sweet before she goes out. That's, 
It was just she, so She's so nice. Kind. She's she, always that. Yeah, it's like that. Truly, truly is so nice. I don't know how. I, I don't know how you can obviously go through so much in business and still be such a kind-hearted person, but she is truly. So she pulls out the golden ticket and I'm just like jaw on the floor, like not pretty, like, oh my God, is this happening? And then like some of my friends have been like, girl, you didn't negotiate. I was like, I didn't have to negotiate. <laughs> I was like, it was that, that at that point. So Robert was, what they didn't show as much of was Robert was really trying to come up with um, offering, making me an offer. They show him kind of considering it, but he was like trying to work out the math. And what if I came in at the same valuation of a previous round and what would it have to be? And, you know, I think he was really trying to make me an offer. And then what they do show, and I mean, the, the trajectory, the timeline that they show on the show is accurate. The sharks went out in the right order. The questions were asked in the right order. So what they do show is then like, I think Lori kind of jumps in and cuts him off. And then, and, and I think he probably thought she was going out too, because she was just so flattering. And then she pulled out the golden ticket and then I start sobbing and they, they gave me such a flattering edit. I cried way more than they showed on TV. Like I was, I was losing it. And so then I like, I remembered pretzels pop. Like I, we had put that unit there because I wanted to share pretzels paw prints on the machine and I'd forgotten it. And then when Lori pulls out her golden ticket, I remembered it. And so then I, oh, the emotions were so high. <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and oh man. So, and, and look, when you think of dogs, I, I immediately think of Robert. He's dropped dogs. He's, he's, he loves the dogs. He's all, he sat there with people's dogs for the whole time and then yes. didn't invest. In all and the- he has, and he has a Malinois. Like, he has the breed of dog that, that if any breed is higher energy, I don't know one. So, like, he is my prime customer right there. <laughs> Yeah, high energy 100%. dog. I know he's got. I know he's got like twins. I know he's got kids. So he's like, he's got no time. He is my perfect customer, and he gets it. So I was like, Robert is gonna get the need for Swift Puff, and he did. He did get it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure he's probably gonna. If he's not already a customer, I'm sure he will be a customer. I'm gonna have to go back and like search through. He probably just ordered on Amazon, so I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. You know, when 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 she did the golden ticket, I was like, man, I was like, that is so awesome. It's like, this, you know, this lady Megan, she reached out to me. She told me that she used, you know, my my show as a as a reference point to help train her to go into the tank. And here she is. She's getting the gold. I was like, I, I went. I told my I told Melissa. I was like, Melissa. I was like, this happened. She's like, wow. She's like, that is so, that is so incredible. That is so wonderful. It's the um, super golden ticket. <laughs> yes. Ding, 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 ding. It's, no, it really, that is so awesome and so special, especially because, you know, obviously your numbers, you know, you, you kind of alluded, alluded to, or not alluded, but you kind of pushed the sales conversation so you could mm-hmm. give all the explanation and the, tell, paint the whole picture of it. Um, and, and really like, look, when they, when, when, the sharks are there. They want the sales, right? That's, you know, it, it, anything could be a, a potato parcel is a thing, right? And because right. it has sales <laughs> and yes. got yes. that deal. So um, when you when you think about like where where they're at, usually it you know it's what are the sales because it can prove me wrong mm-hmm. in the in the process and 
just phenomenal coming through with the, with the story, with the explanation, with everything, um, and and with a product that's unique to home ownership, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or to to homeowner, you know, the home user, home, I don't yeah. know, whatever, home consumer, whatever you yeah. want to call it, um, is is just it's just awesome. It's just awesome to see, and uh, and I'm so so I was just cheering and so like oh god it's so so great so all right so all that happens you cry all the tears um talk like let's go after after you leave shark tank you walk out you know walk down the hallway uh what's what's going through your mind and when you get back to you know to florida to reality yeah to reality (laughs) (laughs) so after i left the tank so i had obviously piper was a rock star and she ran it brilliantly and then the sharks ran it with her and right before i went on i realized that she was going to be exhausted like this is truly 90 seconds of running your heart out and you're tired and you need some water and so i was like oh i was like she's gonna need a break and i'm gonna be standing there having to answer questions and that's not fair to her so right i should have thought further ahead but it was when i was in there doing the five minute walkthrough that i was like Oh no, no, no. She's going to need some downtime. So I, I, the, and this is where like the show, they want they, the producers, the whole team, like they're in your corner. They, they want to support if they possibly can. So I, I asked one, I was like, Hey, is there anybody who can hold her and get her some water and like give her, take her for a walk, give her a break after she does the demo. And so like two minutes before I had to run on stage, they found somebody for me. And so you'll see me. I was like, I was like, I think Piper deserves some water. And then the sharks were like, yeah, I turned around. I sprint out of the tank. I hand Piper off and then I run back in to answer questions. And so afterwards, when I go out of the tank and, you know, you walk down the hallway, you turn the corner and there's that room where they like do the exit interview. And, and I turn the corner and I see the person holding Piper and Piper's like pulling on the leash. And I, in my brain, I'm like, oh no, she thinks that Piper wants to run to me and she doesn't, she wants to run back out there and and play with her toy again. So in slow motion in my brain, like time slows down like a movie and she lets go of the leash. And I'm like, no. So like, I, I know that this is coming and I know Piper is going to try to dodge me. She knows I'm going to try to catch her and she's going to try to dodge me. So I stop in the corner where the, the hallway is turning into this egg and I bend down and I spread my arms wide and I'm like, which way is she going to duck? <laughs> so as she comes trying to hurdle, I like grab her in a hug and I'm like, Piper, I got you. <laughs> Because the last thing I wanted was for my dog to go busting back out there. Look at her. She has no shame. None whatsoever. No, no. She's like, I would do no, it again no, in a no. heartbeat. So I, <laughs> I, the last thing I wanted to do was have to like shamefully go back out and like collect my dog. <laughs> so I got Piper and, you know, at that point, I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't stop crying. It was so emotional. Your adrenaline is so high that you're just like, oh my God, like, did this just, did this just happen? Did I really get the golden ticket? And I didn't get to see after I left and I was doing that, they're like asking you questions and how do you feel? All of a sudden, like the set kind of like came alive. There was like this different energy and like people are laughing and like, what's going on? So and then one of the people tell me, they say, you know, they like tied some money to it and and Mr. Wonderful was chasing it around and I was like no way that did not happen and then they they showed it they showed it I was like oh my god my life is complete I got to see him chase around at like a dollar bill on the on the product that was amazing yes a twenty dollar bill I mean that's what I used for my uh my thumbnail for the preview video 
uh, was him chasing a $20 bill, which I was surprised that the, that anybody, any of them actually had any paper money. Yeah, um, like who pulled out a 20, you know? <laughs> I want to know that <laughs> somebody on the somebody on the set like on set had it probably i i mean i, I mean maybe they do I, I don't i know it's an like i know my dad's always about that like oh you know how much cash do you have on you like mm-hmm. blah 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 and i'm like i don't know like maybe 20 bucks any given any any time at all and he's like, yeah, no, like no no you gotta have more than that no like, like cash isn't so much a thing anymore like you guys no have a credit card on you and that's all i mean sometimes even i just have my phone and i've got like venmo yeah. or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah you got, got, yeah, got pay. like <laughs> yeah just you know i don't i mean i, I could literally leave my, i mean if i well once jersey changes the law and i can get my license on in apple oh, uh the apple nice. wallet i literally won't need to have my wallet at all yeah. like i could literally just leave the house with my watch and I'd be and all right. You'd be, you'd be set. Well, and the the, yeah. the the funny thing is, is you know, I think they make Kevin out to be the bad guy, but um, he's actually he's actually <laughs> super kind. And so, like when I talked about pretzel when i of course like they put pretzel's picture on the screen and i lose it and i'm crying and i'm trying to pull myself back together and this guy right here he throws me that like life vest he's like hey 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 he's like how old was he like oh he's 14 and a half he's like wow he lived a long life and then he like he just kept like pulling me back in with questions and he got me talking again so even though he went out and even though i think he's kind of like the bad guy on the show like kudos to him but i will say that when Lori pulls out her golden ticket Kevin says, I hope a dog eats that ticket. (laughs) (laughs) And so we are, so we're working with a local dog treat baker and she's going to make golden ticket dog treats and Kevin's going to get his wish. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's, uh, I'm going to have to like mail a little package to his office and be like, you know, you're welcome. (laughs) Your dream can come true. (laughs) yeah that's uh oh that's that's cute i like that idea <laughs> i'm sure he will appreciate i mean if you watch kevin on youtube because he he of of them he is the most active on youtube active, um by yeah. a mile and yeah. you know i i i mean he def- definitely is a lot nicer i think a lot a lot more um introspective than people give you know would generally give him credit for especially if they just watch like the the hot takes yeah. uh you know from from shark tank so you know and and, and look and the meanness thing look it, it is a tv show and, and he's not adverse to playing the role of it. he's also probably the only shark that's been on almost every single episode of the show yeah. there's only one that i can think of where mark sat in his chair yeah. um in season six i think i wouldn't have even seen it everything i've seen he's been on it and he but you know even when he's yeah not that he can't be a little bit digging but it's kind of also like tongue-in-cheek and he's like oh you're dead to me right like so some of that too is it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek and he's not i don't think he's mean for the sake of being mean no no i mean it's coming from a place of he wants people to be successful at all costs and that sometimes means yeah. Taking it out behind the barn, you know, yeah. and uh, <laughs> old yeller there. Uh, <laughs> dog references. Anyway, yeah. so, all right, so you get back, and, and you were saying in the beginning of this interview about how uh, you were getting nervous because you started seeing other people that you had been on the show. Uh, let, walk me through, like, what's – because it's been, what, eight eight months now or so. Um, it's since been you, a long since time. Since you recorded. Like, yeah. how, what's, what's been going on since that time? 
So post airing, we were coming into the holiday season and for Swift pause, I mean, this is something true too. Like I, I, this, this product, this company, it's grown very organically. So the first thousand that we made of the home product, we were six, seven years into the company before we even launched the home product. And those first thousand, like you're looking at the girl who was hand soldering wiring harnesses to go into them. And I am not a tech, like I'm not an engineer. I'm not. And I learned it to do it for this product. And so you take something like that. And we were talking earlier about, you know, how customer customers using the product and you using the product, those for the first remotes had an on off switch instead of a button. And the switch, I mean, to me, it makes sense that you hold the remote like this and the switch Mm -hmm. up is on and down is off. But customers got confused. There was no light telling you when it was on or off. And they literally, we had customers putting a piece of tape with an arrow up to know which direction. And those charged, you had to like charge it with a little micro USB cable. So from feedback from those first thousand customers, we literally completely overhauled the remote and we completely overhauled the circuit, the circuit boards for both. And it's, it's that kind of experience. So now no on off switch, it's a button. When you poke it, there's a green light that turns on and you can visually see and hear because we have customers who maybe they don't hear so well, but they can see and it vibrates in your hand. So like talk about accessibility and and who can use the product and making it easy for a kid and an older person, like equally the same. So that type of stuff is important. And we've We've continued that. So since airing, so we had to come into the holiday season, we had also just launched the plus version. So Swift Pause, we had launched the home version. We shipped the first ones in 2019. And then we knew that we needed something in between because that pro version, those people who compete in those all breed sports, they want a way to practice at home. And the original home kit version is like not quite like it'll do half the length that they need for a practice course. So we we went back to the drawing board. We made a plus version. Literally, it's like it can do more than twice the length. It's faster, like all, all the stuff, right? So that we were shipping in time for the holidays for the first time ever. We had like 500 or so to ship out. So we were cranking during the holidays. Like it was, we had like my whole family, my boyfriend and his whole family in the warehouse. We're all packing. My employees are in there. It was a, it was a madhouse. So then we come through the holidays and immediately I am trying to think about, okay, the timing is if we air, it's going to be before the season ends in May. And I didn't think I was going to air before the holidays just because we were, we were the last day of taping. I knew they were already editing. You know, it started in October, really unlikely that they would try to put me in before that. That would be an editing miracle, right? So yeah. my, my best guess was sometime after the holidays, after the new year, um, but before the season ends. So I wanted to prepare. So I was trying to, I mean, talk about shortages and supply chain, like elect, some of my electronic components are like 60 week or better lead times. So I was paying for deposits on increased inventory, gosh, as, as early as last fall or even a little before then. So I was trying to ramp up to make sure that I had as much inventory as I could handle, but not so much that if we somehow didn't air, that it was going to crush us. So, I mean, that's a hard balance. I mean, a small business, you know, like cash flow is, is insane. And with a hardware product like we have, one that we don't, we don't just buy it completely made. We bring in our materials. Some of them are from overseas. Some of them are from the U.S. Then we do all of the assembly here in my hometown. And, and that's a big chunk of the cost too. So as we get 
more efficient and as we can, I want to continue to engage my community as much as I can, but we also have to become more efficient. So working that out, I was working that out. So it is like you are either, and at the end of the holidays, man, you're either cash poor and inventory heavy, or you are sitting on a bunch of cash after the holidays and you have no inventory. And I couldn't afford to be either. So I had to really get creative. I have some great suppliers that I work with and you're trying to leverage everything that you can. So a couple weeks before airing, um, actually one week before we got notice, there were a few things I was trying to get in place as quickly as I could, hoping that they would be done in time. So we changed our website over. We, we'd been a WordPress WooCommerce website since 2013, right? Like before, like Shopify existed then, but it wasn't the gold standard. Yeah. So we actually transitioned the website to Shopify, um, which was I mean, that was the best move we could have done because when we aired, like our website didn't crash. We were able to like have a bunch of stuff built in our, you know, customer support system integrates seamlessly. And that was huge. Um, and so that, and then just preparing with the inventory. So at this point, I mean, I thought, I really thought we had gotten away with it. Like I thought that we had, we aired, we went over that weekend. Right. And then we are now sold out of inventory until mid-May. So. <laughs> we we didn't quite make it. We didn't quite make it, but we're going to we're going to be okay and we'll be shipping again in in a couple of weeks. So we're we're currently just waiting on uh, more of those circuit boards. They come from like we get we get those done like a walking distance from our warehouse is where they actually get um put onto the boards and that's where our board house is. So, yeah, shout out to them, Jaycon. Like the the suppliers that I work with seriously though, it is not just your internal team. It's who you work with, the relationships that you have, and every single piece of that puzzle has gotten swift pause to where it is today. Like people think like, okay, I, literally, I am just the crazy dog girl. I love dogs. I'm, I, I intimately know my product. But if you asked me about engineering or software or this or that for literally anything else on the planet, I don't have that expertise. But I do have people that I've been working with for years who can help me get to that next step. And that's like, that's huge. And that that is huge. And it's it's huge to uh, recognize that, right? That you're not doing this alone, that this is very much uh, a team effort. And being able to get um, any kind of silicon-based product right now uh, is is huge, right? To be able to get that through the chip shortage, um, that we have been, uh, you know, grapple, gripple, grappling, grappling, grappling with yes. uh, for uh, what for sixteen months now, eighteen months now. Yeah, it's been um, well, and it's been closer to two years because on the manufacturing side of things, that started to get tight, and the lead time started to get longer, like pretty much when COVID hit. And it was, it was like, at that point, it was kind of like speculative and people were like, oh, things are going to get a little crazy. And the shipping got delayed. We had shipping delays in early 2020 because it was already affecting, you know, Asia. So, so that has already been prolonged. And now you're seeing the silicone stuff and all of the rest of that hit. So it is, it is a weird time to be in business. That's for sure. (laughs) That it is, that it is, uh, no, that 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 is phenomenal. So, um, are you are you currently taking pre-orders uh, for the next shipment? I hope. 
Yeah, we are. So and it's I didn't not actually so much click a, on the one to, to be able to pre-order okay, it. That's okay. It's and it's not so much um, a next shipment. So again, like people think like, oh, so you just you order Swift Paws, it comes to you in a box. Like, no, we have every single piece and part for our next round in our warehouse. And we're literally just waiting on those circuit boards and I and those guys are gonna get, you know, into production. So we're we're there, we've got it. And that's always difficult too. Like we try to be transparent. You see those companies who do a pre-order and then they don't tell you that that hasn't even gotten on a ship yet, you know? So then you get that next email and it says, okay, the ship's been delayed. Then you're like, oh, it's not in America yet. Then they tell you, oh, we're having delays at the port. So I think the, I think the like U.S. consumer has wisened up a little bit. Like, I don't think the U.S. consumer understood all the pieces, parts that had to come together to bring a product in from overseas. And I think there's a good push. I mean, I support this. There's a push now to onshore a lot that we've offshored over the years. So for Swift Pause, what that means for me, I already make a premium product. I am trying to bring my pricing down. But if I can, as much as I can, I will continue to do that in the U.S. Um, and, and I think that what's important there is now with the cost of shipping, it's even more competitive. Like the pricing is not as different as it once was. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had uh back, back in December, November, December, they were, you know, we had uh was it target and, and Walmart like chartering their own ships yes. to, to go literally right? just... like, t- yes, just so that they could get product over here. And yeah. I, I was so two of the things, two of the big components. Hey, maybe you've got some uh, listeners out there who are supply chain experts. Two components that I have never been able to source here in the U.S. are our motor. We use a very small brushed DC motor. It's in like an RC type motor, pretty common. It's used in power tools. It's used, but that motor, like there are companies in the U.S. that make motors, but they're making brushless like drone motors, ninety to a hundred dollar motors. My motor is like sub $4. So for those companies, it doesn't make sense for them to even have the equipment to do the windings for my motors. There used to be stuff in North America, Mexico, but literally I caught in touch with one plant and they had recently shipped, that was in 2019, they had shipped their equipment over to China. So, so there's just, and you hear that all the time, probably there's, there are certain things that we just don't do here in the U S anymore. And the other thing is the batteries. I know U S companies that will pack, like make the packs, but I'm not aware of anybody making the actual like lipo cells, like the actual, and that is, again, if they're doing it, if there's, if it's a battery company, if they're in the U S it's for much higher grade. And because the reward is greater, you have, you have to, but We'll see. I mean, this is going to change the the landscape of the world and how the world does business. But until then, I have been fortunate to have been doing this for a long time. So I have good supplier relationships. So even that, which I do need to bring in from overseas, like, thankfully, they've got my back. They tell me, hey, look, this is going to be this long or please plan ahead for this many months. Um, and I rely on that information. That is such a key, key thing. It came up as a, a question, somebody, uh, I don't know, a few weeks back, I was doing a Business Geeks, uh, it was, I think it was just me and Sam, and somebody asked about that, like, how do you find the right vendors? And it's like, you got to build the relationships. It's all, I mean, I, I literally spent, I don't know, almost three hours talking to one of our, just, you know, having a face-to-face conversation the other day with one of our mm-hmm. um, 
one of our salespeople that that represents for a bunch of vendors. And okay. I mean, we've known each other. He's known me since I was born. Like he's been a, <laughs> he's been around. He's been around, right? So, um, but you know, just strengthening that relationship and and renewing that relationship over and over and over again. It's so much about relationships. In fact, somebody was just asking me yesterday, uh, the other, like four days ago, uh, about lot you know, their lot in person or their um their virtual event and they're like we're trying to get all these people to come and blah 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 and I'm like well how many people did you reach out to one on one and I was like there were like all like hundreds and I was like but how many of those people did you have a conversation with yeah did you just reach out like I blasted like them an a, email a message or... yeah, yeah like hey I'm doing this event you should totally come and then no no you got like everybody wants to be the person that says I, I tweeted, you know, six characters and changed the world, right? All of it, like, like everything, you know, uh, I, I tweeted, you know, six words. And uh, now all of a sudden we have all these people coming to our event and we have all these yeah. relationships built. Like, you're not that person in most likely. So you got to go and build brick by brick, relationship by relationship, and build it with those people. And then they will feel you know, to want to come to your event or want to be, yeah. you know, tell you that information like, hey, look, I know that we're not really, um, we're not really, oh, here's a great example. When, when, back in like 2008, when the, when the steel prices were going, you know, through the roof, oh, right. you know, one of our, our, um, vendors, you know, the president called my dad and was like, he was on the jet to China to, to because again, relationships, yeah. uh, was on both ends, him going to China to, to work with his people and, uh, him calling my dad from the jet on his way to China to talk to like, look, we're, we're going to have a huge price increase coming here, blah, 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 blah. And he didn't have to do any of that. Like they have the systems of like the company was a massively big company and right, it was, a right. it was, a a daughter company of the bigger mothership company, right? So, so it was not even like it didn't even really matter. But the relationships is what matters because yeah. it's all just people. And so, what you're saying about having those relationships with people to like actually have realistic, you know, this is when we we should realistically have this and and have those conversations and you know get to know the people maybe you know you know about their kids or this that and the third thing that they you know then that's in their background and and all that like that's the value you know um and to be and, genuinely yeah, so, interested i mean look you have to bring it yes. back it's you can't yeah you can't fake it right so so me again crazy dog person right so one of my favorite suppliers is a German company, but the German company has a plastics plant in, in Bosnia. So our plastics actually come from Bosnia. And so I was talking with my point of contact there and she, we were talking about Swift Paws. This is like probably in late 2018 for our first round in 2019. And she mentioned that they had a dog shelter. So out of that first batch, I literally shipped them a Swift Paws. We talk about difficult, like having to ship it over as a sample and all this stuff. And I had ne we don't ship internationally, but I sent them one for their local dog shelter in Bosnia. And they were like, when she she we we've been on the phone a couple times, and she was just so thankful for that. And that's yeah, like okay, maybe maybe you can't connect on a level like that, like that was just awesome and awesome for me to be able to do that. But you can find a way to connect with any of, and it's just a matter of asking and talking and, and finding those common threads. 
Yeah, and I mean, I've, I've said it here on the channel many a times, like how how valuable. And I, now I know you live in Florida, so like Wawa is not lost on you, I'd imagine. No, <laughs> not right. at all. So you know how many how you know how many like tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars have been made because of a breakfast sandwich, right? Yeah. Or because you know because you happen to see somebody that you know, and and you're like, ah, let me buy you know, let me buy your breakfast or whatever, and because you're just there, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Little things like that can go such a long way. Donating local baseball team, local soccer team, whatever. Um, you know, it, it, those things, because it's like you're, you're actually investing into that person's life and uh, to make, you know, make it easier, make it better, that kind of thing. And then those relationships can be built over, you know, years and years, decades mm -hmm. upon decades. And you don't um, know what resources your immediate resources have as well. I can't tell you how many times I've needed something. I've kind of like mentioned it across some of my other, and, and it's like, it might not even be related to how we're connected. And they're like, Oh, like, I, have you thought of this? Or I know this person. And that that's, that's crazy. Like one of my favorite resources locally. And again, like Mel Melbourne, Florida, Malabar, Florida, where I live in Melbourne, where Groundswell is, has so many more resources than you could ever imagine in the world. And I think people go too far away from home. They think if I want a good engineering firm, I got to go and I got to look in a big city or if I've got, but start in your backyard. That's a, And when you yeah. find a resource in your backyard, you can go there and, and you don't have to buy a plane ticket to go. And that, and that's important. So we work with, we partner with a, a place called Brevard Achievement Center and they do the assembly on all of our pulleys. Cause again, three or five pulleys for every kit. So that would be a lot to do in my little warehouse. And they provide adults with disabilities, both training and work experience. So not only do they put out the most consistent product we have ever seen, but they, the, the, the model that they have allows them to give us rates that are competitive with any contract manufacturer I've ever spoken with. And that relationship to me, like we're figuring out, we're having conversations about how we can work together more. And to have a partner like that in your community, even as you grow, even as is just that is how a company, in my opinion, that's how Swift Pause will succeed is from the people and the resources and the customers that we take care of. 100%. You know, the, putting a face to a name uh, is so powerful and doing it locally. Uh, I'm reminded of uh, Diaper Dust. She posted the other day, she flew across the country and then they were like, oh yeah, we don't have the bottles. <laughs> She's like, well then what am I doing here? Like, oh my gosh. why didn't you tell me this before I got on a plane to come, you know, across the country pretty much? To be here, you know, things yeah. like that. And I'm always saying that because she she posted that publicly on, on Facebook. So, mm -hmm. you know, but but things like that happen. And and that's where, you know, again, it goes back to the relationships and, and getting to know the people and, and building, you know, go, you know, when you go to conferences and stuff like that, like it's not about going to just about going to the booths, right? It's also about going out to dinner and who you're going yeah. out to dinner with. Chewing a blanket. Oh, oh no. Wonderful. Please tell You're... her to stop. No, she stopped. Okay. Your, so, dog, your dog needs a swift pause. Yeah, I, clearly, clearly <laughs> she needs something to, to get her to, to not be chewing a blanket. But, um, but that, that is what it's about. And, all, and sometimes it's the dinner that is more meaningful and more productive than the eight hours on the trade show floor. Yeah. Ding, ding. 110%. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, so congratulations. I, I I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to ask, but I, I can't, I, I'm 
I, we went so down the, so far <laughs> down the the vendor relationship uh, <laughs> rabbit hole that I just don't I don't recall at this well, point. Let me, but let me share with you kind of like where we go from here because I think for me that's like I'm always trying to think in into the future. Hey, mm-hmm. hello. Um, oh no, Piper hears me saying hello and she thinks it's somebody here. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> look, she's going to go. She's going to go look out the, the window to see Aww. who I said hi to. Dogs are so intuitive. Like they they know things like that. She's heard me say hello a hundred times. So she thinks there's probably somebody here. Right. They're they're just incredible mm-hmm. beings. So so where Swift Paws goes from here is we've been doing this really organically for a long time. I didn't set out to you know start. I wasn't like I have to think of a problem to solve because I want to be the CEO of a startup. Like that was not my intention. So but at this point. I've been doing it for 10 years. This is our 10th anniversary of Swift Paws in July, actually. And, and yeah, thank you. It's, and it's been a, it's been a great 10 years and, and I wouldn't mind doing it for another 10 years. And, the, and I think that's the thing too. I think people think that they want that overnight success and they want, they don't mind putting in hard work, but if they don't, if they don't start getting that return, there's gotta be something in it for you. I personally believe you have to want to do something for more than just the promise of a financial reward for you to, in those low moments, because gosh, they are low, for you to just like keep pushing forward. So for me, I, I am a little bit like I'm stubborn. I don't like letting things go. I, I am a hard worker and I believe in what I'm doing. And I'm crazy enough that I want to, this to be in the hands of as many people as I can put it in. So we have, we have opportunity now. Swift Paws has no better chance than right now to like realize that dream. And for me, that dream is there's not enough people talking about the mental and physical side of pet ownership. Like we give them good nutrition. We take them to the vet. We want to be good dog owners. I'll take my dog to the vet before I'll go to the doctor, right? I'm that type of pet parent. But I also think that it's important for them to get mental and physical enrichment every single day. And yeah, you got to take your dog for a walk or have a dog walker or take them to the doggy daycare. But I think that the conversation is lost a little bit and we can bring that back to the forefront. You don't have to have my hero product, right? You could just, if you take your dog for the same walk every day, go out the front door and walk it backwards, literally start at the end and go in the reverse. And you'd be amazed at how much different it is for your dog to take the walk just a different way, same walk, different direction. And that's the thing as humans, we like to, we like diversity. We like trying new things. We need that in our lives and, and they do too. So for Swift Paws, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be working on new product development. I've got some ideas, same theme, anything to get your dog's brains and bodies active. We're going to be working on scaling up, improving our efficiency, continuing to take as good of care of our customers as we possibly can. We have the luxury while we're small still, because we are still small Mm. in the scheme of things to really pay attention and put the care in where I think it's needed most. And I don't know, the next like 24 to 36 months are going to be really exciting because now because of Shark Tank and because of the exposure and because of being able to work with Lori and her team. I mean, she texted me the day after Shark Tank. I'm like, what? Lori is texting me? Like, it's it's incredible to have be able to tap into resources like that. And from a bit of a selfish standpoint, I get to learn so much from these mentors and these other people that I work with that I think I have a better chance now more so than ever to get Swift Paws into that place where it's that go-to brand for this type of enrichment for pets. 
Well, that <laughs> ding ding. Uh, <laughs> it's so. I mean, like it, it's so awesome uh, that you uh, recognize the fact that you have an opportunity to, uh, you know, pivot as much as you do and be, you know, being small is not a, is, is not a detriment. Um, I mean, obviously it comes with its own challenges, especially okay. when it comes to like funding and things like that, but yeah. like, you got that, you got that pretty covered. We're getting now, there. Uh, we really are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love the, the, the mental aspect of, of the pet because of, you know, thinking back to how you're like, well, the, the dog needs to be able to catch the thing. Oh, there were the, I remember the thing. Thing I was going to pick up on. Um, well, I think I don't know if I said this in the preview video, but I, I did say it in the reaction video about how my concern would be that the dog would trip over the wire, not trip, yeah. but like trip and rip the right. wire or break right. the wire. Um, and and it didn't seem to happen when you know when Piper yeah. was doing it. So Re- really, so I guess it's question, not a big deal. The whole, the whole thing is flexible and it moves, and I mean it's it's string, it's not wire, right? So. It, Again, safety is number one. So if your dog runs into the string, it moves out of the way. And then once they're clear, it goes back into place. It's the whole thing is, and it doesn't run with very much tension. It's not like a guitar string, right? Like it's a, it's a flexible, movable thing. And so it has that 90 second play session after 90 seconds, the remote turns off to remind you to give your dog a break and get them some water, right? It has a stall feature. If your dog steps on the line, it stops the motor. If they grab the flag, if your toddler steps on the line, it stops. So that's super important oh, okay. for me. It, it yeah, has be, yeah, yeah. It has to be. It has to be safe for everybody to put in their backyards. Um, and then at the end of the day, we have a lot of education. But the first thing that you get when you open up Swift Paws is like, "Hey, number one, two, three, ready, set, play." And ready is like, watch a couple of two-minute-long videos, read the safety information, try it out first, and then bring your dog out to play. Because this isn't. You know, it's not like a set it and forget it type of thing. It is an investment, but so is a dog. So yes. that's that's how <laughs> I feel about it. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, yeah. And um, we would love to have Lori here on the show. You ever get a chance yeah. to like, you know, hey, oh, Lori, my God, that would interview. be amazing. And not only that, but Lori, like, it was so cool. She FaceTimed. We did a watch party and she FaceTimed me. I'll send you like the highlight video, but she FaceTimed me. Oh, please do the whole room of people and she pops on the screen and they're saying hi to her. And she's like in like a backwards ball cap. Like she's just casual, like, Hey guys, like it was, it was so special. So yeah, I, I will absolutely send them the link to this because they know too, like I, you know, you have to get any PR and stuff approved as well. And, um, and, and I think that what you're doing does actually bring value to something like shark tank and it helps, it helps kind of connect people. You don't just watch the show, right? You get your own value out of that, but helps connect people to the reality that is behind the show too. Cause this is real companies, real lives, real people. And we're really trying to make it work. And and you know what? And that's why I I know I've caught flack in the comments before about like oh Joe you're you, you just you love everybody or you try to be too positive or whatever and it's like yeah because these are real people this is, they're not going on as a as a character you know uh, this isn't Jimmy Kimmel you know going on as, as with, horse, with pants. horse pants right <laughs> like this is this is a this is re I mean this is probably closest to reality TV being reality that you can yeah. find uh, period out yeah. there and i think I that's so powerful in a time where i mean look going back to even the the late 90s with like the real world and stuff where they like very clearly were editing things to to tell a story um the story tells itself and they've they've obviously have the formula down to be able to do it and uh so i yeah i i uh 
I would, you know, well, I would love to have her come on. I'd love to have any of the sharks come on the show. We've, we've reached out to one, uh, and I have a couple of feelers out to people that nice. I know that either have deals with certain sharks or uh, or friends with with certain sharks. So, well, it'll happen when it happens. I'm not basing my whole thing, <laughs> but I do want to point out that you're, you know, what you said about, um, you know, when you're doing this and and you you're not making any money. Look, I you know you you clearly have checked me out pretty well here because when before we got on the call, you were like, oh, you know, you, you wrote books and you've done like all these podcast interviews and things like that. Like there was a lot of time where I wasn't making any money doing any of that stuff. You know, I was getting a couple clients here and there, but it yeah. it wasn't really uh grown to the level that it's growing now like i mean they say it takes what seven seven to ten years to be an overnight success well look yes. i'm in eight year eight okay all right so you're, we're, you're getting there. <laughs> we're right well year eight will be may 20th so in like one wow. month it'll be year eight of doing this and i've been creating content since like 96 as a wow. kid writing about video games on a blog when nobody knew what the heck a blog was or barely even knew what the internet was you know yeah. so you know, for me, like this is a light, like almost a lifetime, get, you know, building towards where I'm at and where we're growing. And, um, and I think it's so important for people to learn these things and, um, you know, the, these lessons and things. And I'm just so glad that I get to bring and talk about business because it's something that I'm so dearly passionate to because I've been around it since I was, well, literally born, but I've been in it since I was six, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, in the warehouse, counting inventory, sweeping floors, doing like doing these things. So, you know, being only 35, which some people say I'm older than that. I, I promise you, I'm not <laughs> older than 35. I don't want to be old. My hair, on the other hand, I that's a different story. Um, but look, that's why you get to lose the hair because you've been, you know, you've been working at, at this stuff yeah. for 30 years already. Yeah. You know, I, it's yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I greatly, greatly appreciate you coming on Megan. It's been an absolute pleasure. Please tell everyone where they can get their own swift paws, hopefully by May or in the <laughs> middle of May. <laughs> sure. Yeah. The absolute best place is just at our website, swiftpaws.com. Yes, and you absolutely should. And congratulations, by the way, on all of the social media. We know I was blown away, especially on your TikTok following there. Yeah. A phenomenal job bringing uh, repurposing content, which I pointed out in the in the reaction yes. video. Uh, so you're not making two sets of things. You're repurposing what you've already took the time to make. Um, are you doing that yourself or is that somebody else handling your social media? Yeah, I am not a social media wizard. Um, so I have fun fact about me. I spent a year in Germany on a scholarship program after I graduated high school. So I was like 18 year old Megan in Germany for a year, right? Doing an internship experience. That was an amazing program. My host sister. So the family that I lived with, my host sister ended up getting the same scholarship and came to the U S actually, uh, in 2019, 2020. And she interned for Swift Paws. Then COVID happened and she had to go home. But, uh, Kimberly has been working with me on my team ever since. And so she is like my content guru. She's amazing. So yeah, again, relationships, like who would have thought I was 18 and she was 13 when we met and when I lived with her family for a year. And now like literally couldn't imagine life without her on my team. And she's a dog mom too. And like, it's, it's just, it's amazing. And so she gets it. She lives and breathes it and she gets it. And so she'll like send me stuff to approve. And I'm like, girl, you're crushing it. <laughs> like, I don't need to approve this. You are so far leaps and leaps and bounds ahead of even what I could 
come up with myself. And that's, it, it is important. And she, she blew up our TikTok. Like there's, I, I have her to thank for it. I, we hadn't even thought about it. And she was like, Swift probably should have a TikTok. And we currently have more followers than Chewy on TikTok. And I'm like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that is ding worthy for sure. It's, I mean, in Instagram, yeah. 20,000 on we Instagram, just I believe. We just 20K on Instagram. We got verified on TikTok. So now we're trying to like, we're like, come on, Instagram. Come on, Facebook. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That, you know, and, and it's a, that, again, that's just another story. Relationships and you just never know, you know, that, there's something that I learned from a young age. It's like, you never know, you know, the, the, the kid pushing the broom today will be running the shop tomorrow, you know, so yes. just be nice to everybody, do what yeah. you can for everybody. Um, and, and just, you know, come at from a, from a place of your heart and, and you never know, you know, cause, or, or, or uh, we, there's been examples where it's like, Oh, the, the, the person pushing the broom is actually the owner who's exactly. out there pushing yes. the boat. So Undercover you just don't boss. No. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Well, we're not so in their case under not so undercover, but to you yeah. as the outsider walking in as a salesperson, like you don't know who who anybody is. So you know, or who they're going to become in maybe just a year, two years, three years from now. Yeah. Um, and and how you can help that journey, the journey that they're on, without even maybe even knowing it, right? Just saying the right thing and that being the not you know a, a kind person. It um speaking of kindness, uh totally off topic um lori actually just did you see that um was it was like an instagram reel or something she posted just the other day about the crumpled paper i did and that was actually yeah. audio from a different thing i i saw that oh was it oh yeah, i didn't know oh I'm, i thought it was like her kid or something like no, she talking. Says audio credit and i went and i watched the original and that was like it, it was amazing and i think it was really awesome that she like wanted to perpetuate that and share it Absolutely. I, I, you know, I want to share, I'm going to share that with my kids. Uh, yeah. they, 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 well, they, they already do their best to be as kind as possible, uh, sometimes to a fault, but, uh, but we'll, you know, we're, we're working on it. Yeah. And I mean, I've heard that analogy before, right? Like with a plate, like you break a plate, then you glue it back together and is it ever quite the same. And so, you know, wor words and everything, it has so much meaning and how you treat people has meaning. And that's why like for us too, like we have, it's so much easier to be like a disgruntled customer if you're typing out an angry email. Um, but even when, even when we get those, we always try to put ourselves in that perspective, right? Like they've just paid 400, $500 for effectively a glorified dog toy. And it comes and Oh my God, the battery doesn't work. Right. Like I'd be upset too. So, and, and we have kind of like this policy where we will unequivocally take care of our customers. And, you know, there are going to be people out there who just don't have a good experience, but at the end of the day, I always want somebody to say, look, even if it didn't work for me, I returned it and I got my money back. And that mentality goes with everything. I mean, my, and those relationships, the, the guy who does our website and our marketing, he's been with me and he runs his own agency. He's been with me since 2017. And I, I believe in having the resources that you have and growing as you grow, growing with them. And when it's not a fit anymore, it's a pretty organic thing where like you just kind of grow apart and it makes sense for both parties. Maybe somebody takes on more, right? Those resources, those contract resources, they have their own lives too. And so I've never at this point, so Swift Puzzle grow, but I've never had to have like a super difficult conversation because it's it's usually more of a mutual thing. So people are always like, oh, you know, I'm really angry at this person, that person. It's like, well, have you been really honest enough? Like, here's my fears. Here's this. Here's that. And we've been really fortunate to have good relationships like with, with 
with anybody who's either an employee or a contract service type of person. And I, maybe to a fault, we're a little transparent, but I think it, I think it does more good than it ever does harm. Yeah. I, I'm, I think the transparency uh, helps a lot, Uh, you know, builds that, that trust that, you know, it takes second, you know, it takes months and years to build the trust and seconds to lose it. Cause you like didn't say the thing that you're, you know, the truth. The, yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes the truth it hurts and it sucks, but you know, the people that the people that you are going to want in your corner are going to understand and appreciate the fact that you told the truth when, you know, it might not have been the right thing to say at the time or the perfect thing to say, or the softest thing to say. Uh, but, but it helped, you know, look, we can do something when we know, you know, knowing's at the battle and it still is to this day. Thank you. GI Joe. <laughs> man all right well thank you thank you so much again Megan. it's an absolute pleasure to have you you're welcome to come back anytime you want and i appreciate you watching till the very end i'll see you in one of these two videos here which will probably be swift falls uh, as well as somebody else's video take care and go be super